2: It's nice to only have been talking to you for a couple of minutes when we just started recording.
1: <laughs> yeah, we def- we definitely did not spend a half an hour recording another segment before this segment. That definitely did not happen.
2: Definitely did not.
1: I'm definitely not getting ready to start my second beer.
2: No, no, no. I, I haven't. I definitely have not already started my second beer. Yeah, so this is podcast versus everyone we're back baby episode 167 i'm craig powers with me as always jeff Newser and That's jeff me. I, I cannot believe it's been this long since we it's recorded been almost two an episode. yeah so <laughs> so well you if you were listening to this without any explanation like it's gonna like the ending's not gonna make sense now Uh, but yeah. So, uh, in that time, I got married. Woo! Woo. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We were there, Mexico. Yeah, we went to Mexico, and uh, you know, drank a lot of tequila. Uh, a lot of tequila, and uh, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous resort. Beautiful views of of the coast.
2: Some some good things to say about the resort. Beautiful, beautiful resort. Good food. Yeah. Um, good good drinks. Yeah. For some reason, let us have multiple parties until two a.m. in my <laughs> hotel room. Yeah, I have no the, idea how I that works.
1: Their their ability to create hotel rooms that are virtually soundproof to the people next door is was really impressive. Really, really impressive
2: because we had we people. had a couple.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the night of your wedding.
2: The night of my wedding, forty to forty-five people. In, yeah. uh I mean, it was a large hotel room, but it's not like yeah. I mean, was it was a suite the, in the bedrooms. No one was in the two bedrooms. Everyone was over no, just in. We were just the, the closest to the <laughs> room next door. Literally forty people either out on the balcony, also yeah. out on the balcony, wherever you <laughs> no can hear. And then and then and then completely crammed in like the living room kitchen area. Yep, it just yep. And, Bluetooth speaker blaring. It
1: was the best way I can describe what that was like. Was it was like an apartment party at CCN. Like it was like.
2: It had tons to, of people. Oh, it was even the floor was disgusting. It was, no, it was disgusting.
1: It, people were falling down because the floor was disgusting. Like well, one there, there was, was a plunge there were drinks pool in the on the room. floor. Plunge yeah. pool
2: though, we can blame it on yeah. that too. We did but have that. There was definitely
1: I definitely fell next to the plunge pool. Uh, I was not prepared for the channel around it and, and stepped in the channel and then fell. And the next day I was like looking and I'm like, man, my back kind of hurts. And you know, and then like I took my oh, shirt Amanda off and I was like oh, like, oh my so God. Sarah's like, Oh my God. And I'm bigger. like, what, what, what? <laughs> I had a giant bruise. I had like a giant purple bruise <laughs> on my hip. And Sarah's like, I was like, Oh shit. I did fall. I I forgot about that. <laughs> it was uh it was wild y'all it, w- it was wild we uh we we took the cougs to cabo and we and we
2: we showed them a good time yeah i was uh yeah the uh the the hotel you know maybe the the people that the managers you know maybe they weren't uh the nicest to us uh maybe they're grossly understaffed which is probably just a just a thing in Cabo, I think, at this point. But you know, maybe they, it was weird that an all-inclusive they made you sign for everything that you got. <laughs> that
1: was the weirdest thing. Um,
2: um. That was pretty weird. Uh, but otherwise, you know, the, the 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 weather scare obviously made us move it up a day. That was wild. Um, and then to almost just not have a have the wedding in like a. A, a windowless room to having it actually the re- the wedding and the reception in beautiful places turned out great a lot of fun uh, i'm glad you were there buddy as my best oh, man of course it was, um, it was the best yeah the best uh great times uh especially that boat ride that um i spent most <laughs> of it laying down with my eyes closed yeah um, Okay. So
1: you reference, you reference the weather. I think people need to understand there was like a hurricane out in the ocean, which was like, like the, we did not get like, you know, what you would think of like the hurricane effects, but if you've ever been like around a hurricane, you know, there's like this sort of like the outskirts of the, of the storm where, you know, you get rain and all kinds of, so we had, we had a day with rain, um, at least it rained pretty hard overnight and into the morning. Um, that was the day that Craig and Amanda were supposed to have their ceremony. And then, so it got moved up a day and then, and so then the, the boat ride we were supposed to go on got pushed back like two days or three days or whatever it was. Um, so we go on the boat ride. Well, as it turns out, you know, when there's a hurricane off the shore, the, You know, the, the water, even though the hurricane has sort of dissipated at that point, you know, I mean, there, there's waves and, and stuff. And so they took us like this boat, like went up the coast and it went like parallel to the coast, which means you were also sort of parallel to all the waves and so, like, the boat was, like, doing this, like, rocking from side to side to side to side. And it was, I did okay because I, I, you know, I don't get motion sick too easy. But but you, you were in bad shape. Sarah was in bad shape along yeah, with, like, roughly, 10, ten was, other people was, who were in more, bad it shape.
2: Like, it was like a 50-50 from what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like it was. Either- either you were going to be living your worst life or you were going to be living your best life either way. I mean, there were, Um, there were a number of people
1: who were toughing it out. Like Corey toughed it out, even though he was, you know, clearly miserable. And yeah, uh, it was, yeah, yeah, it was rough. And then, and then there was, you know, and Amanda was just living her best life, man. She was, she was loving it the whole way. So it was awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean, she was loving it once she just, realized that I wasn't going to die and and could just like <laughs> leave me alone. Uh yeah, so it was a uh, uh but uh we're going to you know do one year anniversary on a boat. Um that I won't get sick on cuz it'll be on a lake, Lake Union. That'll be fine. That'll be perfect. Um, and we went we went out to uh the sound down um Olympia uh by uh, Boston Harbor in in uh, in Olympia um this weekend the calmest waters ever on like a much tinier sailboat um and no problems there uh so hoping, hoping that just won't be a curse to get sick on a boat forever uh but yeah so i got married that was cool um lots of fun sorry you guys weren't there unless you were some of you like probably i don't know a few of you were um you should have been there though you know, I don't, I don't know what you were thinking. You should have yeah. come to my wedding. It was super fun. Totally. Um, but yeah, I got married, uh, I'm wearing a ring. Clanging on the yep, microphone. Yep, there now. it is. Click, click, um, click. There it is. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So all that, but you know, I couldn't enjoy my wedding for too long. Um, cause not too long after, uh, like, pretty shocking news, like, USC and UCLA leave the Pac-12.
1: Yeah. I mean, what the hell were they thinking, man? They couldn't just let you enjoy your wedding for a little while longer?
2: I know. Come fuck? on. I have to, like, think about fucking WSU in the big sky now. What is going on? Yeah. No, that was, oh, uh, shit. obviously, everyone, this is so long ago at this point, so no, <laughs> we don't need to explain Yeah, this anything. is not
1: new news, but... yeah.
2: But obviously, yeah. Uh, I whatever California, like the UC system, is kind of maybe trying to keep UCLA in there, but that probably won't work. I'm pretty sure the Big Ten will get them. Um, but yeah, and so now, what? What the last, however long it's been, that's just some speculation about what's going to happen next, because obviously the Big Twelve is losing. Their two biggest brands, Um, Pac-12 losing, you know, definitely one of its biggest brands and one of it, you know, and then the other, like two, two of the biggest brands football wise, probably one, the one biggest brand and then maybe like the fifth biggest brand. But especially when you've looked at the TV data. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, so now it's been, will the big 12 or the Pac-12 absorb each other? And the funny thing is the big 12 schools seem to have this like uh inflated idea of what they are without Texas and Oklahoma. But what we're learning is what they are without Texas, Oklahoma is not, is not much. No. And, and not, not a lot of big brands. Um, like I mentioned the TV data. If if you take out the four big brands uh, that are leaving the conferences, um and games against those teams, WSU. If you look at the the two conferences, and I think including ACC a bit too, I think, um, like WSU was fourth in terms of average viewers, in terms of um games over a million viewers, um, which is honestly shocking to me, like a little shocking to me. And the funny thing is, is I, I, I have it, the the big 12 schools are figure are kind of learning that maybe they don't have the, the uh, profile that they do. And what I've been feeling is that WSU might be a bigger fish than they actually, than everyone at, thinks they are. Cause yeah. the thing is like WSU, like people always say the markets, but WSU and u essentially have the same market. It's not, you know, a lot most of the viewers are in seattle it's it's whatever right but but and I think that we're it's what we kind of thought, and then now we're kind of discovering when we actually look at the data yeah, like it, it w s u is not this tiny brand just because Pullman is small.
1: I do wonder to some degree how much those numbers will actually like like obviously there are concrete numbers that say w s u is a pretty big t v draw right, but I'm also like you know when we think of like brand size you know or whatever where it's like you know however you want to define uh you know sort of the attractiveness of the brand i mean i don't mean i kind of don't know how really to say it but it's like you know is not sexy right like like it's not it's you know you're not going to look at that and go like oh yeah we got to have that
2: brand but but in our whatever conference but the thing is why what what are the what's the entire reason for any of this moving around what are they chasing
1: yeah i mean ideally there you would think they're chasing eyeballs right like yeah they're chasing people just... T-
2: because that's what i mean that's i assume if i was a if i was a tv network owner my advertising dollars are based on how many people are watching my show especially with live sports where people are much more likely to actually watch the commercials um, right. It, you'd think that the actual number of viewers would matter instead of this like perceived va- brand value. Um, I uh, but I kind of you know I I kind of tend to agree with you like that. I don't know if these will move that like the actual viewers will move the needle as much when when the kind of the brand values are already kind of ingrained into people. Like, what? Pullman's a small school from a small town, like, as if, like, only, you know, only people from Pullman go to WSU or something. You know, it's, like, kind of weird. It's, like, yeah, like, I, I, yeah, it's, again, same market as UW. It's not any different. That's why it's not surprising that their numbers are good. You know, this is a pretty strong TV market, High NBA. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, whatever, but it's, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to shake out, see how it shakes out. It's, it, it kind of like, it seemed like the big 12 assumed they could grab whoever they wanted yes. from, from the PAC 12. And I think we've easily seen that, that it was not true. Like you, Oregon and Washington and Stanford and Cal or, you know, Arizona, Arizona State weren't just going to jump over, right? Because there, there isn't some, without Oklahoma and Texas, Big 12, the, the 10, the the remaining teams, not 10, but the remaining teams, like, they don't have the the brand strength that they maybe thought they did because they were associated with Texas and Oklahoma.
1: Right. It's, it was never, it it was sort of crazy to me how, when, when all of this went down, obviously people react very quickly, right? Like, like, Oh, this has happened. Okay. So let's, let's, you know, game this out and we're going to figure out, okay, well, obviously the big 12 was going to absorb the the four quarter schools from the PAC 12 and and it's like you, these things don't happen that fast, right? And the Pac-12, like when you look at what's left of the Pac-12 now, or you know Pac-10, I guess is whatever it is. But when you look at what's left, what's left is still better than what's left in the Big 12. Like I think that's pretty. To me, that's pretty indisputable. Um, now the question is, obviously, everybody was sort of assuming that the Big Ten was going to come for Washington, and Oregon, at some point, and that may still happen. But until that happens, I don't know like like the pack what's left of the Pac twelve, the ten teams that are left, are stronger than the Big Twelve, provided that Oregon and Washington are still, you know, involved in the conference. Now, if the Big Ten decides, yeah, we want to add Washington and Oregon and Cal and Stanford, then obviously that's that's a totally different deal. But for now, you know, what the Pac Ten's got going on, um, you know, it's still better than the Big 12. I maintain that the best path forward for both of those conferences is to merge into a super conference, just get ahead of that curve. Like we've been talking. Yeah. I mean, look, like B- you and I have been talking. Yes. You and I have been talking for months on this podcast, even before this happened with USC and UCLA, about like w- where this is probably all heading, right? And the Big 12 and the Pac 12 would be smart to just combine like, okay, so the big 10 and the sec are heading towards super conferences. Well, why not make your own super conference first? Well, I think the reason why they're not going to make their super conference first is because the TV partners that are available are not interested in another super conference. (laughs) Like I think what you've got is ESPN is, is all in on the sec. Uh, Fox is all in on the big 10 and so what does that leave for a potential super conference with the Pac-12 and the Big 12? You know, Amazon, Apple, uh, NBC. Like, I don't think NBC's interested, right? Because Notre Dame, unless Notre Dame joins the Big 10, yeah. right? Like, So you just like, you know, the TV partners don't want the Pac-12 and the Big 12 to join forces. They don't want all of that inventory tied up in those two like that. That's like their worst case scenario is to have those two conferences join up and leverage what they've, you know, all of the inventory that they've got. So I don't know, man. It's I, I think it's silly that the big 12 and the pack 12 are fighting. I think it's silly that they can't get together and combine in some way. Uh, both each each conference thinks they have the upper hand. Yeah. Um, when in reality they're probably in, in a stalemate, right? Like, you know, they're not, it's in, and in, in, they're just hurting each other in the meantime, while the sec and the big 10, um, you know, execute their hostile takeover of college athletics. So I, you know, I wish, I wish they'd get together and figure it out, but also, you know, I mean, we're talking about college athletics, you know, they, they don't, <laughs> you know, we, we have a long history of them not doing things that are sensible. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, when it comes down to it, I mean, look, you know, it's, it's, we have the same concern, which is what happens to Wazoo. And, you know, I know there's a certain segment of our fan base that is, uh, you know, feels like, oh, good. We can finally get out of the rat race, which I I don't disagree on a, in a vacuum. Like, I don't think that's a horrible thing to think in a vacuum, Right. But we don't live in a vacuum. This isn't a vacuum. And our debt structure <laughs> does not support uh, getting out of the rat race yet, you know, because we, we've we taken on debt in the, uh, you know, with with the idea that we are going to be in a power five conference making power five, you know, yeah, broadcast it, revenue. It was,
2: let's just be clear, like the Mountain West, like the the Pac-12 has the lowest TV deal, you know, um, you know. Probably behind, like it's so low behind. You know, yeah, per I team, mean it's behind the SEC. It's right. And Big the, 10. It's
1: right there. Yeah, that's the thing. It's right there with the Big it, but Twelve it's with and the, the ACC, other three. But,
2: yeah, but, but not
1: with but, those
2: two. Yeah, but Mountain West teams. If WSU gets twenty million, Mountain West teams get like three million from their conference. And WSU is getting their more their than that. like we're getting. Yeah. Like
1: uh, we're pushing. I think. 30 million at this point, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. In the Mountain West, I think it's like 4 million.
2: Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's, it's not, it's such a big, stark difference. And WSU and Oregon State dropping down to the Mountain West is not going to move that needle very much. Not probably will. They probably will be able to get a better deal. You know, having a big brand in the state of Washington, a big brand in the state of Oregon, that definitely would help them you know, increases their, increases their footprint, whatever. But it's, it's, it's not getting to 10 million. It's not, it's maybe no. to six or seven. That's, it's not going to be anywhere near No, if UW goes to the big 10 and they're going to get $120 million probably a year or something no. from those damn contracts. Uh, like it's, it's going to be such a difference. And, and if you wanted to keep the Apple cup going with that, like, with WCU trying to just pull itself out of debt, suddenly getting fifteen, twenty million, thirty million dollars less from TV money, it, you you want those Apple Cup series to keep going? Like it's it's uh, I I don't like if Washington and Oregon go to the big uh, go to the big big t- fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, um, <laughs> yeah if they go over there um i i do think the inevitability would be wsu had to drop down i don't i don't see if the big 12 then comes for whatever's left i don't think they're looking at wsu yeah. or oregon state
1: i think UW and oregon know that they are the linchpin. like yep. that's no secret for anybody um it, The issue is that the survival of the PAC 10, 12, whatever, it truly is a matter of like financial life and death for a school like WSU. Like that's not overstating it. Like we have to be able to pay those bills. And if, and look, it's, this is not a situation where, um, you know, you, you, you have a mortgage on a house and you lose your job and you can't make your mortgage payment And however much time goes by, you end up getting foreclosed on. Well, you know, we got foreclosed on, you know, gonna, you know, we'll just, we'll just suck it up and deal with the foreclosure for the next seven years on our credit report. And then after that, everything will be fine. Like, like this isn't that right. Like that bill is gonna Those bonds are going to be there no matter what. And somebody is going to have to pay that bill. And I, that's why like the legislature has gotten involved, um, you know, behind, uh, you know, it seems like Michael Baumgartner is involved with you know sort of coordinating this, but like, yeah, like the legislature has a vested interest in this because somebody is going to have to pay that bill if WCU doesn't stay in the Pac-10, Ten, Twelve, whatever, and suddenly they're making. I mean, let's just say generously, they're making ten million dollars a year on a TV deal instead of you know thirty to thirty-five million, which is you know probably or, what or the- if
2: or or if you know WSU merges into a larger conference. What it could the difference could be forty, fifty, sixty, seventy million right. dollars like right. per year. Um and so taxpayers
1: are the ones who are gonna pick up yeah. that bill. If it does if it if that's what happens. If WC drops down to the Mountain West, and by the way, people talking, oh WC might drop to the big sky, that's fucking bullshit. Like that's never going to happen. That is never, 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 never going to happen. So, okay, so it's Mountain West. And someone's going to pick up the tab on these bonds, and that that is a financial crisis for the school and for taxpayers. And so the legislature getting involved, trying to you know make sure that UW and WSU's wagons are sort of tied together. Yeah, you know that's why that's happening. And so I, you know, it's 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 definitely going to be fascinating. You know, I thought you know people who listen to the podcast know that I thought all along. WCU eventually was going to end up like kind of in a second tier, you know, behind the top tier uh, and that we were going to kind of move in like right now we're like in a two tier system, right? Power five, group of five. And eventually we were going to move to like three tiers where it's like, you know, this mega conference and then something in between. And then kind of what we know is the group of five. Now I did not anticipate USC and UCLA jumping to the big 10. Like that was, that 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 was an in-between step. I did not anticipate no, that sort of throws a red, like I did not anticipate that happening in the interim on our way to super conferences. So I, I, you know, WSU's well, got to figure it's, that it's,
2: out. It's, you know, we would joke about it because of SEC and big 10 dominance before, but now it, it's, it's legitimately, there is already a tier one of SEC yes. and big 10 and yep. then tier two, ACC, uh big 12 pack to pack 12. And then, tier three much lower than Mountain West and the and and the rest of the some well Mountain West is probably a step above Sunbelt, but who knows with yeah. how much people love football down the south. But um yeah, so it's it what the the tiers now it's there's there's gonna be a stark difference between one and two, but it's gonna be such a more stark difference between two and three. And so, yes. if WSU does fall to the Mountain West, that new Mountain West is going to be a three. No, like it's not going to be a two. Level two, no. The the level two is going to be the reform Big Twelve with the Pac twelve teams and the ACC, and and that's you know, and the ACC is just hoping that the SEC doesn't grab Clemson and Florida State, right? Like, yep. so, <laughs> so that that's uh that that's that's where everything is at right now so um cause why wouldn't they <laughs> why wouldn't they the bi- the big the big 12 went and got or the big 10 went and got uh usc and ucla why can't uh the sec just grab clemson and florida state like you know in miami yeah maybe. i mean maybe they'll go you it's... know get in miami as well you know
1: And the reason why is at this point it's that grant of rights in the ACC. They've signed away all those teams, all those schools have signed away their rights until what is it like twenty thirty five or something like that. Um, You know, so for them to jump ship,
2: there's going to be if if one of them really want to, and especially if like two or three of them really want to, there's going to be some lawyer in there. I bet there's got like, there's got to be like, no, no contract can be that absolute. There's got to be, no, so maybe, but maybe let's, let's be real about who's driving the bus,
1: right? Who's driving the bus? The TV. It's networks. ESPN, right? It's ESPN and it's Fox. It's ESPN and the sec and Fox and the big 10. Okay. So whatever happens is going to be because ESPN or Fox wants it to happen. Like Fox, Fox is the one who pushed the big 10 toward USC and UCLA. Fox is based in Los Angeles. Like they covet the Los Angeles market. Now they don't have to deal with the PAC 10 PAC 12 anymore. And you know, they're good. Like Fox has what they want. Cause Fox is all in on, um, all in on the big 10, right. They own big 12 Net- or big 10 network. And, um, you know, big 10, they have the primary big 10 rights. So, you know, the question is who's driving it does espn want clemson florida state miami to come to the sec if they do, if they do then it'll probably figure it out in some way if they don't then it probably won't you know and that's it's it's so weird that that's where it's at but but that's that's what it is you know i mean that's it's the whole thing with you know notre dame like you know notre dame you know of course they want notre big 10 wants notre dame cuz that would add Value and that's where you know Washington and Oregon, both those teams, both those schools think they would add a lot of value, or at least their fans. Obviously, the schools haven't said anything, but their fans think these two schools would add a ton of value to the Big Ten, and you know the Big Ten's kind of like, eh, you know, because you know I do Fox think must like, be telling them maybe not.
2: Like if you're looking at the two, um, I think Washington would be probably more attractive than Oregon. I would think their- so yeah uh and that's that's why you know it, it would be highly beneficial if somehow like wsu is kind of legally linked to the dub and re- like they're required to go with um you know that's that's otherwise like this is looking pretty bleak yeah um it's it's not like like you said we never we didn't we weren't putting this into the calculus. Maybe we should have been like, it, it, it's cause it's so obvious after the fact when you're talking about Fox in LA, all that stuff. But man, like God. it's I, I still like,
1: surprising. I mean, I, it's still pretty shocking. Like, like I'm as cynical. It, as well, think come. of,
2: think of where, uh, the, the PAC 10 tried to create the first mega conference. Yep. That was uh, like honestly, uh, like a watershed moment for our fucking blog. Like it was like that. Was, it, was. Like, <laughs> it, it was like it was. Hat, hat tip to Brian Floyd, buddy. You, you, yeah. you crushed it. But it we was rode that just, shit. Yeah, but the Pack Sixteen for like a week or two. Yeah, seemed like an inevitability, and and like and we went from that, and now we're on the. Totally other end of this now, yep. so the pack you know shout out Larry Scott for all we uh you know that your execution in the end wasn't great, but some of the ideas you had at the beginning were commendable, and that was just out in front of things. it didn't work out, obviously they they did expand uh bringing in utah colorado was the one they got from the big 12 when there was six um yep uh and then texas realized they basically could just be kind of independent while being in a conference type type money um and and then so they convinced them to stay whatever dan bb's shining moment um (laughs) man bringing you all back to 2011 (laughs) I know. Let me tell you. Fun times. Good times. But yeah, this is I mean, honestly, if there the best case scenario for WSU is if Washington, Oregon stay in the Pac twelve, and the Pac 12 takes on all their teams. Um so that's you gotta be rooting for that. Otherwise, yep. falling as you said, falling to the Mountain West, not good. Ah. <sighs> Man,
1: I think I think at this point, good no news is good news. Like, just that there hasn't been a whole bunch of dominoes falling rapidly, and maybe that was never going to happen. Can can I point
2: out just the one thing for media day? Six in my head is Klyakov saying that USC and and UCLA's student athletes will get the same treatment as all the others for the next you know, season, uh, next two years, I guess. Um, yeah, it's two years. Yeah. Next two seasons. And, and all I'm thinking is like, no, no, no. That What, what good, like, what, like, what benefit do you have to pump up these brands anymore? Yeah. Like, can we just, of all the, the calls that have went to those teams over yeah, the years, yeah. can we get a a few of them back in the next yeah. two
1: years, please? Yeah, can we just you know, fuck them over at every turn for the next two years? What good for you? What good Schedule for them you is, for is Multiple it? Thursday night football games and
2: like thir- <laughs> like Monday to Thursdays or Sunday. Or- Somehow they're and on they a Monday travel night game. back to back. Yeah, yeah. just and then. When it goes to review, just make glaring errors against them over and over yeah. again. Because what good does it do the Pac-12 if USC wins the conference in football and USC Man. is in it? We haven't even talked about the fucking Rose Bowl, which is yeah, pretty much toast. dead at this point. Yeah. Um, but if USC is in the Rose Bowl next year or USC goes to the college playoff or UCLA, does, you know, isn't the Final Four in basketball? I don't, like, what good did that, like, beside, like, the Final Four, maybe, a, a you know, a few tens of thousands of dollars for each team, but, like, what good does that do the, the conference long-term if those teams do well? Exactly. So, come on. Like, they've gotten plenty of calls. Like, yeah, they're the let's L.A. Fuck schools. Them over. Let's, come on, George. Yeah. I hope you were... Fingers crossed behind your back when he said that. Because <laughs> I
1: do feel good about him being that in charge come right up
2: now. And, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, way better. Are, yeah,
1: I mean, way better than having Larry in charge. Um, you know, it lost I, all
2: credibility. It didn't matter anymore. They
1: obviously made a massive, <laughs> massive, massive, massive miscalculation by not uh, going for a playoff expansion. That 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 was oh, uh, what a, that that was a massive that was, that was the nail, in the, yeah, that was the nail really was. in the coffin. Yeah, it really was. You know, you look back and it made so much sense. And then, you know, the ACC, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 all went, well, well, you know, wait, 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 wait a minute. You know, and they're pushing for conference champions and whatever. And, you know, the the it just.
2: It, yeah, <sighs> if 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 these conferences so have it. their uh, if if USC if if the Pac-12 knows it's getting that automatic chance of the title every year, you know that's that's money that's coming in. That's you're yes. less likely to be able to pull USC, who may think they can be that team every year. Or UCLA, yeah. you know that you're not pulling them away like yeah. as easily. Now, in retrospect, we see well, obviously. We thought it was dumb at well, the time. But the it was Big like-
1: Ten – here's what's hilarious. So the Big Ten was one of the p- conferences pushing against the expansion the way it was being proposed. And it, it's hard not to look at it now in any other way, but they were like, wait, wait, wait. I'm pushing against this because we're going to get UCLA and USC che- and we don't want – Checkers
2: and chess, baby.
1: Yeah. Like, like, honestly, it's hard to look at it and think that that's not what was going on. And the the you know ACC and the and the Pac twelve, you know looked each other in the eye, and just got fucked over. You know, just terrible.
2: It's like they've they've those three have been like fighting at each other for years now because they knew it was that kind of hierarchy was already there. Yep. And and if they would have just been, if they would have just been in cahoots. Then they could separately exist, but now they have to eat each other.
1: Well, imagine how different this all feels if this happens and the teams that are left in the Pac-10, the 10 teams that are left, have a guaranteed pathway to the playoff. Like how different is all of this, right? Yeah. You know, you, you look at Washington and Oregon and, you know, all the teams that are left and you say, hey, all right, so look. I, I know this is bad, and I understand. You know, maybe you want to go to the Big Ten, you know, whatever. But look, you you have a path forward in this conference, you know. So let's figure out a way to make this like. Uh, just it's so whatever. <laughs> just that's the stuff that I get mad about. Like, like the Big Ten taking U, USC and UCLA. Like, I don't even get mad about that because I'm just like, whatever, man. People are just, you know, they are, cravenly greedy. This is, you know, this this is the end. I think you know, our, our friend, Aaron Campo, right. Who, uh, you know, no Saudi and, and, and sounder at heart and whatever all has, you know, all kinds of, he's one of the best follows on Twitter, you know, just, he kind of said like, this is, you know, when, when late stage capitalism comes for college football, this, you know, this is basically what it looks like, right. You know, like, this is how we ruin the, you know, it's like, like late stage capitalism ruins everything. And now it's ruining college football, which really, really sucks. And, you know, people are going to make whatever money they can make. And, uh, you know, so none of that surprised me is more just like, man, this thing was right fucking there. It was right in front of your face. And you went, no, we are too principled for that. We don't want that. We don't want it like that. We want it like this. And then it's like, in the meantime, you know, you get you get Wally pipped. Like, I mean, it's just I don't know, man. It just That's the stuff. That's the stuff that makes me mad.
2: Yeah, and here we are and yay. Um yay. You know, just to add on to it, just more fun things on top of the pile. Um one more thing to talk about here before we go to break. Definitely not before we go to sleep. Um <laughs> we'll definitely record for another 30-ish minutes after the break tonight. Yeah. Definitely will. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but is the longest uh, consecutive played rivalry on the West Coast, west of the Mississippi, is is coming to an end. WSU yeah. and Idaho will not play each other in basketball this year, in men's Ooh. basketball.
1: Yeah. Man, that's a bummer. Yeah. That's a bummer. Like there are good reasons why it's happening, but it still sucks.
2: Yeah, it you know. Um basically like WSU has to have a certain level of schedule now if they're what they want to do, what they want to go to the tournament. But also and something we learned in this whole process, shout out to the the people that pointed that out to me, and I can't remember at this point. But uh, um, oh, uh, it was actually yeah, uh, um, source of WSU. But they uh, they they have to maintain a certain average um, net rating for their conference schedule. And Jeff, remind me, it was I think it was like two hundred overall or two hundred for home. Yeah, and, I don't uh, remember. Was, I know
1: that. I know the conference, you know, in an effort to try and get more teams into the tournament, you know, basically said you have to schedule in this way to have an average blah, blah, blah of net rating, et cetera, et cetera. Like basically it was a strength of schedule thing. Like you have to schedule in a certain way to make sure that your strength of schedule is at a certain level because your strength of schedule matters for other teams. Like that was kind of the idea. Yep, was exactly. It's not just you. You're not out here. Uh, you know, on an island, like whatever you do impacts the other teams in the conference, so you've got to make sure that you, uh, you know, schedule to a certain level. So, you know that, that and, definitely and, factored into
2: this. And and it, and it's definitely it's based on average net rating. And uh, Idaho, since has net been has be- horribly been horribly bad, implemented uh, in the four years has I think in the three twenties has been the highest they've landed usually yeah. in the three forties, three fifties. Like their net rating has been awful. Uh, like it just a drag on, on WSU's kind of, you know, that, that target they have to hit. And then as it was said to us, they would have to, to balance that, would have to schedule, um, uh, you know, like a nineties net plus team to balance it right. out. Uh, to make sure they hit It's that, really, that really
1: hard to play teams that are in the 300s. Like, that's, that's, that is difficult. And Idaho, so I'm not looking at net right now, but I am looking at Ken Palm, which is a reasonable approximation. Yep. Um, last four years, 324,
2: 350, 323, 348. Yep. Those are
1: around what the net ones so were. Yeah. Like, that's, that is, like, that is untenable from a scheduling perspective for WSU. Um, you know, like they don't play you know, if we're looking at like um, you know, what WC played last year, I'm just pulling up Ken Palm again really quick, which again like is a is a reasonable approximation. Uh Idaho was three twenty four, the next lowest that they played was Alcorn at two sixty five. Eastern was two hundred seventeen, northern Colorado was two hundred sixteen. Um and then they balance that with Boise State was thirty-nine, uh, let's see, Winthrop one fifty nine, Seattle one thirty nine, UCSB one thirty five. So it's like, you know, where you kind of need to be, honestly, it's really, really tough to schedule anybody below like two twenty five. Like that that becomes yeah. pretty darn tough. And when you throw in a three twenty five, it's like I don't know, man, really, really difficult. Um, So the honest truth is, uh, you know, it's a bummer. Idaho, honestly, Idaho is to blame for this, as awful as that sounds. Um, And I realize we sort of sound like the, you know, the the easy comparison is us and Gonzaga, right? Like the way Gonzaga dropped us. Um, But the reality also is like we were never 325. Like we were never 300 and whatever. Like that was never, that was never, we were like two something you know, like that was, that was never a consideration at,
2: lowest
1: low. yeah. at our lowest low Gonzaga, you know, we were like 200 Gonzaga still could have played us. This is not the same. So whatever. It's just, it's a bummer, right? Like, like it's, it's one of those like uniquely cool things, um, to play that. And I don't think anybody thinks it's cool and except it for was, us. It was legit. But it's cool. And,
2: and I think, uh, you know, um, also it's pointed out to us that, like it's so, it was so rare for a power conference team to play at a a a, a team in a in a, like a one bid league yes on like on the road but i will say i loved going to the to the game at you know not just cuz wsu absolutely destroyed them in what you know will be the last uh last uh game of the streak um but they they have a beautiful new basketball arena. It's definitely built to be a big sky basketball arena, though. Like it definitely is. Like they're not they're not going. That's where they are. They're back there. They're staying there. Obviously with alignment, mm-hmm. they're not moving up. And and it like it it was weird for WSU to be playing that game. Now it was cool. You know, I've been to I was also went to the Cowan Spectrum in the Kibbe Dome, so it was fun to be able to you know have. Every other year, there's a road game that you go, like, but you just go over to Idaho. Um, and, you well, know, when Idaho
1: was in the 200s or one late low 100s or whatever. When Ernie like, Kent was, was actually them, ca- you
2: mean? Well, and I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> it know. was. Well, generally. It made
1: yeah. sense. It made sense to schedule and though, because, you know, OK, you play a road game, but you don't have to, like, pay for travel. You're just driving over the state line. Like, like, it made sense to play the game like i, I realize yep. it was and they and they generally you know were whatever like, most most schools don't play, but for w s u to go over the line and play that game, like it totally made sense to play a road game there, even if it didn't make sense for however many other power five teams to go play a road game you know in a small conference like that every year or every other
2: year, whatever, yeah, but it and, made and sense
1: it, for w s u
2: and 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 it's actually it's been like one of like. Idaho's worst stretches, like it, and obviously it coincides when they got dropped down. Um, but you know, if if you talk to some people, they they think maybe that the you know the coaching staffs blame whatever. Like it's they've had a couple coaches that have struggled with this at this point in a row. Um, but you know, if you look at look at their history, they were generally, like you said, they were generally around. 200 um and so it's you know they would at least be in the 200s um yeah. and and like you look at Kempom, all those years under don verlin not until his last season which was their third season in the big sky or actually fifth season in the big sky one two three four five yeah fifth season in yeah. the big sky they dropped 348 and then zach claus has not been able to change anything about that um, and so, but before that, under Verlin, their low was two fifty four. They were generally in the top two hundred. And even if you go back, they hadn't been in the hit- Kempom goes back to ninety seven. They would never been over two ninety nine, and now they're three forty eight, three twenty three, three fifty, three twenty four on Kempom. Like this is an unprecedented level of bad. Yep, Idaho has yep. not been at this level like probably ever um no they have a generally you know decent basketball like history and well it's
1: like if you're looking by the way when you look at Ken Palm you're looking okay Kermit Davis in 97 right so that was kind of his that's as far back as it goes well before Kermit Davis uh I'm pretty sure was Larry Eustacey, and he did a pretty good job so it's like this, it's it's pretty safe to say what you said, which is, like, this is, like, unprecedented uh, depths to which they've fallen, so.
2: I mean, and honestly, uh, WSU, when it was in its Ernie Kent state, wasn't unprecedented depths, uh, because, you know, like. We did just, have Paul Graham. We did have Paul Graham, and so, was, you know, like, which was only not that long before that, so. Um, so we had you know, it's you're right, it's not the same. My initial reaction was like it felt like it was the same. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a bummer, it's just another bummer. Yeah, like
1: I think that's the best way to describe it. It's just a bummer. Yeah, we would all like it to continue, but it's a bummer.
2: Yeah, it's fun to have a school eight miles away that you play in like most sports all the time, but I guess football has fallen off from, you know, not being played as much. And now basketball is on that. Um, so we'll just be st- all the other non revenue sports. will play Idaho, obviously, because why not? Like it's, it's an easy non-conference game. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess, uh, I think it's a good time to take a break. Um, I haven't alluded to it yet, but we have a guest today. I probably should have said that up top now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, we we're a, a little out of practice, though. We have a guest today, and especially because maybe we talked to her before we recorded this part. So maybe it should have been on my mind, but who knows? Um, but we have uh, uh, Kelsey Knudsen. Uh She is uh, the host of the Cougs First podcast podcast. Um, you probably know what Kooks first is if you listen to this podcast, but if you don't, she'll talk about that, and we'll talk about we'll 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 talk about Wazoo's return and all that good stuff uh, when we come back from the break. Okay, usually Jeff says, and we're back, but apparently well, he didn't right. want to say it tonight. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> we, maybe it's we because we're recording the second segment. Maybe it's because we're recording the second segment, segment, segment first. first. Uh, yeah, but, we're not actually yeah. back from
1: anything right now. It's just, yeah. we're, just we're starting, and then. Uh, but I'm supposed uh, to be <laughs> pretending that we're back from something. <laughs> this is I mean, what happens you when of, you don't record you, you always, for two But months. the funny
2: thing is, you always start the podcast anyway. So I don't know why you didn't say anything. I don't know what was going on, and you break. I just kind of thought, like, okay, well, here we go, and you know, now, now our listeners get to hear this. Our guest gets to hear this as I, as I mentioned before the break. Note to self: mention that before the break. Um, (laughs) We are, we we are, we are joined tonight uh, by Kelsey Knutson, who is the. New host of the Cougs first podcast. Uh, yes, we are we are uh, hosting a rival podcast here. Um, but yes, Kelsey, uh, you know my friend Rochelle, I kind of found you through her. But I'm super excited to have you here. So welcome.
0: Thank you. Very excited to be here.
2: But the very first question I have for you, the most important thing, and what our listeners would be expecting coming out of the break is, but before we talk about anything. Uh, What are you drinking?
0: Oh, oh! what a great question. I just, I happened upon a, well, I panicked at Safeway today and asked uh, the internet to tell me what cougar-owned breweries exist near me and come to find No Lie is one of them. And so I Mm. have a No Lie Born and Raised IPA in hand and uh, we're going (laughs) to kick it off with that.
2: Yeah. So. A little ASMR moment. Oh, very nice. We got... (laughs) Yeah, there we go. So what you have to tell us is what you think of the beer. That's part of the beer segment here.
0: Oh, okay. I can do that. Um, Honestly, you're going to – I know, Craig, you're like a big beer guy, and I know what I like, but I don't know how to describe it. So you're going to cringe at how I explain this. So
1: you know I'm what? I'm getting – that. Oh, go ahead. That makes you fit in perfectly <laughs> because that's me. <laughs> okay, So great. it's like I – I I am like at least 75% of the time talking out of my ass when I'm telling what I think of the beer. And I'm just hoping that Craig affirms what I say, you know, so that I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So you trust me. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Go for
0: it. I'm in good company. Great. I was going to say. So, full disclosure, I'm not usually an IPA person. Like I said, Panic bought. There were two options. So, <laughs> I bought this one. Honestly, I'm getting kind of Mac and Jack vibes, and it's pretty good. It's got some nice flavor. It's not too hoppy, and yeah. I'd give it like a solid 8 out of 10. Would drink again.
2: That's, yeah. I, I, I'd good say job. like that's it, – it, describing Boredom Rays, that's pretty good because Boredom Rays is a very malty IPA. Yeah. So, yep. uh, that, that makes sense and. Uh, you know, uh, go Cougs. I, I I'm guessing the other one that they have was Wrecking Ball. Yes. Uh, the the big stout. Yeah. Which yeah, that's that's uh not not the best weather for that one. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, thank no. you thank you for drinking with us, of course, <laughs> and thank you for bringing a Coug beer, which um, yeah, on brand for Kooks first, of course, uh, of course. But now Jeff, this time you're going second, Jeff. What are you drinking? Oof.
1: Whew, Pressure's on now to say something insightful. Uh the good news is I, I am drinking a beer that I I am like 100% certain you've had before so you can bail me out if I don't say something. <laughs> uh but this is the Spirit Crusher Double IPA from Holy Mountain. Uh, nice. so yeah, it's uh, it's delicious. I've I've had it for I've had it for a while. In fact, it is I took it camping with me last week and didn't drink it and then I put it back in the fridge and now it like the can got beat to shit in the cooler uh but it still tastes beautiful um nice hazy fruity uh flavor to it you would you would never know very easy drinking you'd never know it's a double uh if you didn't mm-hmm. know it was a double you could get yourself in some real trouble with this sucker uh if you had a couple of them without without knowing what you were drinking so yeah totally delicious love it
2: very good yeah that's definitely one of their i think one of their haziest like one of their kind of most. Uh, like yep. as you said, easy drinking um, IPAs they make. Uh, Holy Mountain, big fans of course. Does it still have the red label? They've been getting fancy yeah, with their labels. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. a
1: just a black label with red red lettering and yeah.
2: It's Very little, good, uh, Holy Mountain. Good yeah. peeps. Uh, yeah. Holy Mountain news: They're opening up a second tap room uh, in Vinny no. Ridge. Yeah. What yeah, <clears throat> how about opening one in
1: Tacoma? Come on now,
2: yeah, that would be great. that's you what know, we I need. know they, I know they love the E9 <laughs> folk, just uh, yeah. maybe maybe just, just like a, a whole, just,
1: yeah, just come on down, yeah, maybe Peter that's Rich why they're even win. that
2: far from where they are now. Come on, they're not I moving. know they're just having a second one I know uh, that's what I'm
1: saying though, like I don't know, maybe they don't want to infringe on on e9's territory, maybe we don't we don't need the sharks and the jets, you know going after it in the streets of Tacoma.
2: Like so, and i'm mostly just glad more. you're you're drinking an eight and a half percent beer because yes um, i had a little i had a little bit of chocolate before we did this and i had went for a walk so my metabolism is <laughs> running high so i'm just glad you're gonna come level with me in a little bit so
1: I, well what's hilarious know. is i'm gonna be usually the the podcast gets weirder as we go because the beer you know gets deeper as we go except this time it's gonna be the reverse i'm gonna be like Totally buzzed when we actually start the podcast. <laughs> I know. Usually our beer. thirty, are 30 done minutes by time in the or... past from when people are listening to this segment. So it's like a time yeah, machine. This is we've it's, definitely it's been totally recording like for
2: machine. over an hour at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good this is choice, my first
0: Jeff. beer in That's eighty good. days. So I'm along for the ride. In, you know. In
2: how many days? Eighty. Eighty. Wow. Yeah. Like,
0: I did this thing Just called seventy-five beer hard.
2: Or, Okay, yeah, so, so no I, alcohol or anything.
0: Yeah, no al- alcohol. I did have I did a test run and had some wine a couple days ago just to make sure I wouldn't die today, and I'm good.
1: <laughs> well, we <appreciate laughs> but I didn't that. have beer, You're so good. I just
0: want you to know I'm along for this we appreciate, colorful conversation. We appreciate
2: the effort, the test run. <laughs> I've been watching that the rehearsal uh, Nathan Fielder's HBO Max show recently, and that reminds me of that. So I'm loving that. Yeah, um, but. Uh I guess no one's going to ask me but what I'm drinking. Yeah, Craig, is... what are you drinking, man? <laughs> so, I don't think I've I'm not sure if I've drank a Ravenna beer um on the show before. Uh but this is a uh uh a recommendation from the good folks over at Beer Star Block from my house. Um so, Ravenna Brewing and Georgetown Brewing And the beer is called, in parentheses, General Ocean Theme. And it does have a beautiful label with like a humpback, oh, maybe a a humpback whale, maybe it's a blue whale, I don't know, a giant octopus, you know, there's a squid, all this like pretty stuff, and a boat, you know, very nice. Survena makes very nice labels. Um, So the funny thing is, so this IPA, it's very kind of golden color, very light colored, probably very different from what Kelsey is drinking in terms of color. and probably more like the color that you're drinking, Jeff. But it is clear. It's a it's a you know one of those clear IPAs. Have you heard of these things? They make I, them now. You know, I you seem know? to recall
1: in the distant past <laughs> IPAs
2: so, that you could actually see through. This this does remind me of so before the uh, the hazy IPAs became a thing, these kind of heavily dry hopped, lightly bitter. Very uh, low malt bill um, or light malt bill uh, beers were getting. That's that was kind of precursor to hazies. Like IPAs got less bitter; they got more tropical, more more aromatic. And so this reminds me of that, and I'm loving it because that that's when that I, that's when I was living in Vermont. A lot of beers like this, like, you know, it's beautiful beer. It's very tasty. Definitely very like light bitterness, heavy heavy uh, tropical aromas. Uh, probably smells a lot like yours, Jeff, but it's just clear. Um, which I'm I'm all about now, you know. Hazy's, I like them. I'm kinda tired of them. I, yeah. I'm now I'm now i like going back to the West Coast, the clear IPAs. Uh like like Noli born and raised is a Noli born and raised is uh kind of an old school West Coast IPA with like the kind of darker malt bill that uh Kelsey picked up on. But yeah, so the funny thing about this beer is there is a QR code on the side that says hops, description, and canning date. So you you, you scan that. But when you go to it, um, so yeah, there is a page for general ocean theme. Uh, no picture. Obviously, they forgot to put it out. And then there's just kind of, and then it says, it all started when. And then um, if you ever uh, kind of built a WordPress website or anything like that, they fill... Um, they fill space where words should be with like Latin jargon, like just Latin nonsense. I I have a Zoom. Is it, it is the nonsense. Lorem
1: Ipsum? Is it the Lorem Yeah, Ipsum like the Lorem Ipsum, lore? Ipsum stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I I and that. so Digitalism yeah, nerds exactly. nerds all about.
2: I that. know. I high yeah, five virtual Ipsum. high five. That's right. So yeah, it. So they never, they never fill. They they put the title on this page and they never filled out the rest so i don't really know what what this beer is about um i looked it up on uh on um oh here we go they actually have it on untapped uh so it is uh they they want it to be a summer ipa crisp dry crushable um it's a cool fermented ipa so it's kind of like a cold ipa uh that's cool those are the Those are the cool things right now. Um, you ferment, uh, beers and, uh, with, uh, you ferment, even though they're with ale yeast, you ferment them at a lager temp, which is like 40 degrees. And so it takes longer crisper. I think they, they definitely like use some lager yeast in there. Um, but it's, it's very delicious. I'm digging that style. This definitely reminds me of that. So cool stuff. Prevena, Georgetown, general ocean theme. Um, yeah, so that was beer, I guess. Now that Kelsey has told us about her beer, she can tell us yeah. about, you know, why we brought her on here, about your new podcast, and what you're doing with that.
0: Yeah, Uh. well, the, the short story, I'll try to keep it short. So I already have my own podcast called When I Grow Up Pod. It's advice you would give younger you, and I had Tony post in on months ago talking about College Hill stuff and just how he was able to scale the business, you know, advice he gave himself along the way, that kind of stuff. Fast forward, and Coogs First is kind of a business networking group. The whole premise of it is Coogs should support Coogs. whether you're hiring, you need products or services, just mm-hmm. how do we support each other beyond our time at university? So I was already kind of aware of Coogs First, what it was doing. I understood all of that. And then Tony gets hired as the executive director. And I jokingly say, you should have like a podcast on it. And that turned into, hey, Kelsey, you want to host a podcast for Kooks First? And here we are.
1: (laughs) That is how those things (laughs) always happen. Absolutely. That is always how they happen.
0: Yes. So that's it. We have a podcast. We have four live episodes. We kicked it off. Let's see. At the time of recording, a couple of weeks ago, and a- episode number four, which was our big launch, was the president. So, I got to have a half-hour conversation with Kirk and act like it was just a casual Tuesday. So, yeah, it's going great.
2: That sounds awesome. We uh, mm-hmm. we we have never had Kirk Schultz. You know, yeah, we've never had the president episodes. <laughs> um, to be fair, I don't think we ever asked. But I bet the <laughs> that is true. Be, I bet the answer would be no, We'd, but.
1: We'd be like, yeah. So in order to be on our show, you got to drink a beer and you got to tell us what you think. And he'd be like, I'm out, I'm out. Okay, no, really though,
0: I wanted to drink a beer with every, no, I wanted to drink a beer with every guest and we just, we weren't able to get it together for the first few, but we do have some ideas (laughs) of potentially bringing that in with some of our sponsors in the future, potentially maybe. So
2: I love it. I'm impressed you can record a podcast without drinking a beer. That's, in, that's just impressive in my book. <laughs> I, I appreciate
0: agree. that. I appreciate it. But I mean, my, so my business, what I do for a living, I'm a business coach. And so the podcast for me is a way to reach more people and also have content I can serve and send off to people. So if people need an episode on what you should have on your website, I can send them that kind of content. So it's very much a part of my business.
1: Awesome. That is fantastic. Um, What, uh, so what, what are you trying to accomplish with the podcast? Like what's the, like what's, what's the goal in terms of like, so Cougs first, like maybe give like a quick rundown of like what Cougs first exists for and then how the podcast fits in with that, that overall mission.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's been around for, I believe about 11 years. It's a nonprofit, so it's separate of WSU. And I know some things I don't, I'm not like fully, fully invested, but I actually used to work for WSU, so I knew about Cougs first in the beginning, then I went off and did a bunch of other things, and I know what it's like now. In short, like I said, the whole idea is that if you need products or services, there's a full directory. You can look by industry. That's how I was able to figure out this beer situation today. But the idea being there's different Cougar-ran businesses, and we should support them. And also, if you're looking for a job, they have trade shows, and you can come and network, and they have different events. They're actually hope- hosting after-hours networking events now that are going to be free and with rotating locations. So there's a lot of effort to help support Cougs beyond college, uh, whether they have a business or they're looking to build their careers or they're looking to buy stuff. They kind of have something for everyone. The podcast came about because a lot of people, especially my generation, I graduated 2012, don't know what Coogs First is. And so... I see I me personally as the host and in conversation with a lot of the team there, we see an opportunity just to reach more people in the podcast. Ultimately, we we just want quick 30 minute awesome stories of different Cougs. So whether we're talking business or, you know, we're going to have a past butch on, we're going to have Jack Thompson on. I talk to him tomorrow all kinds of different Cougs and ultimately just sharing the stories and the common thread of what it is to be a Coug. And then hopefully they see Cougs first as a way to help support that. So that's the goal. That's where we're going.
2: Very cool. Yeah. Um, uh, That's what, you know, we try to reach the, that's what we were doing, trying to reach. I don't know what we were doing. (laughs) Jeff told you before we were, we just were bored. Um, But yeah, so that's very cool. Um, You mentioned you graduated in 2012, Um, so obviously some uh, thin football years up in there, Um, but uh, what are, yes, so I'm just happy you're still involved with the university, thank you, you know. Um, (laughs) That's fair. What, what, uh, tell, give us a, a memory of Pullman, a memory of WSU sports or otherwise, Kind of your favorite, just to kind of introduce yourself to our listeners.
0: Uh, Well, I was a cheerleader in high school so and a journalism nerd in high school as well. So I was very involved in all things that tied to the high school, really proud of where I went. And when I went to WSU, I was glad that everyone else shared that same passion for the university. So that's something that really drew me to WSU. I'm the girl, like I love to watch football. I want to watch the game. I don't know the stats. I don't know every single player, but I I definitely know what's going on. So as far as like the spectrum of sports know-how, that's kind of where I land. However, freshman year, I think it was before uh, winter break. And it was that stupid football game where it was basically a soccer game. I think you probably both know which one I'm talking about. And I left the game to walk back to Stripe Parham to head back home to get an early start. Because at this point, we had lost the last kick. And I'm like, it's over. We lost. And I distinctly remember the crowd cheering as I'm walking towards Stripe Perrin and I missed the winning kick. And I just remember being so frustrated and also not knowing how terrible the rest of the season was going to be. It, yeah. <laughs> it just totally kicked me moment. I missed out on that game.
1: Yeah. There weren't yeah. very many highs. Uh-huh. So no. <laughs> when you missed one, it was like, it's no. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I remember I was at that game. Um, I rushed the I rush the field afterwards because you got to <laughs> no, rush the field when you're yes. beat like a whatever UW was 0 and 10 at the time. I think it <laughs> was rush that the year, field right? When you beat an 0 and 10 team, yep, yeah, yeah. So it so yeah, great great memory. I'm sorry you missed it. You know, you just uh... but honestly, after that season, I I don't like I I don't know how why you would have any optimism, um, uh, and then the. Yeah. The next few years didn't get any better.
0: No, no, it did not. And even basketball had like individual people who were fun to watch, but I feel like we never really had a solid team to watch.
2: Yeah. Obviously, you had Clay. Right. Of course. Of all the players to watch individually, that's pretty good. Um, But yeah, you know, they fell short of the NCAA tournament and all that. But um, so that's cool. Like, Obviously, since you're a big, uh, big into the university, and, and Jeff, I wanted to talk about this. Um, what I'm really excited about right now with Wazoo is that Wazoo is a thing again, like from a, yeah. an official an official capacity. Yeah, like
1: I'm I'm I wasn't sure that that would ever happen again, you know. But it's one of the things. Okay, so. One of the very frustrating things about about the uh, the online sort of space is you know you got to find something unique that you can carve out as your own, right? And so WSU went you know go Cougs for a while hashtags things like that, which is great. I mean, we all say go Cougs; it's it's in the fight song, you know. I mean, it's it's wonderful, and yet <laughs> we ended up bleeding over into uh, or or being taken over. I don't know, but like. BYU came hard yes. for Goku. Yes. which was yeah. so bizarre because they were that was like not a thing for that at least as far as I know. Like they were very much yeah, like think, Cougars. We were Go I think Cougars They're using and, it
2: with permission from WSU. Like they're like yeah, they put it on their uniforms and everything.
1: It's so bizarre because I, I like I have never known that to be like like an actual like BYU thing until recently. Um, and, and then it's, you know, B- B- BYU is, I mean, those people are psycho. So, um, you know, we really had, we, we really, I'm sorry. Like, we're going to we really no over chance. that one. <laughs> no, yeah, like, what I do you just mean like, by we, those
2: people, Jeff. I, what do you mean? I'm by not, those people?
1: I, listen, it's not like I just got done watching under the banner of heaven. Okay. So, um. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's like they, when they decide that they are doing something, it is like, it's, it's oppressive. With well, how pretty, full bore they go into
2: it, I mean, they are a unified culture. Like, there's a yes, yeah. and, there's a like, and there's a
1: lot of, and there is a lot of that. A well, lot, a thing, lot of there's
2: them. There's way more BYU fans than WSU yeah. fans.
1: Yeah, and so to be <laughs> honest, like that's like a huge part of the reason why on Twitter I started doing like GFC, right? Because I'm like, well, the the Mormons aren't going to touch go fucking Cougs, so why don't we go ahead and start doing that, right? So that's all to say like we wazoo has been sitting there the whole time right like it's like it's been there the whole time no it's a thing that's only us that. yeah. nobody's going to use it except for us it's only us and so i am i am tickled i am i am thrilled that they have decided to lean into this because it is us and uh and i think it's great
0: yeah i love it so my uncle who went to wsu and wasn't a k l he was a house boy he was total frat guy back in like the 60s and um when i went to wsu i remember him saying if you ever come across something that says wazoo on it will you please just buy it because he at that time you know the name was hard to find so i'm sure he's thrilled i'm sure he's
2: thrilled yeah yep yeah absolutely like it's it's just it's it's awesome like it's like every Every Koog alum loves wazoo, like the the term "wazoo," we all use it, even though the the university hasn't really used it in an official capacity for decades that they you know we still use it um you can still find it sometimes on clothes. I was even disappointed in the home field release there wasn't as much wazoo stuff in there, I and mean, I thought maybe w s u itself may have played a role in that, but, um, It's possible a lot of good shirts though. I am an official yeah. ambassador, so a lot yes, of good shirts are. uh i i Should bought buy those single, shirts I buy every single one of them <laughs> but <laughs> and they're all great um but so yeah, homefield check them out uh but yeah, so it you know wazoo is just you always see like Mizu is what I always think of, and that is such a brand for them and, yes. and they, that is who they are like people call- they put it on the uniforms, people call them that mizzou but we've had wazoo sitting there and we were so lax in using it that people started spelling it w-a-z-z-o-u because that's the way mizzou is spelled and so we kind of lost that and and we we've had to scream at journalists over the last 10 years to be like no it's w-a-z-z-u and honestly from a from a writing perspective wazoo it's always nice to have another like term when you're writing about the yes. same thing over and over again you can go WSU you can go Wazoo, you can go the Cougs Cougars whatever Washington State whatever but like if I'm if I'm in like marketing for the, the university to be able to use Wazoo again just sounds awesome it's another way and and yeah like so I there's a on I might know named Ron Schott and I know he works in like advertising and stuff and and he said it great. He said, "Go Cougs" is a greeting and a great one, but Wazoo is a brand. And exactly mm-hmm. like, yeah, like like what Mizzou has with Mizzou has with uh, Mizzou, <laughs> uh we should have with Wazoo, and and we've kind of laxed on that. So maybe it's just the football team, the athletic department is going to use it, but it, that's probably good enough, honestly, at this point. Um, there's nothing more visible, but I hope we see it on uniforms. I hope we see it on the helmets again. Um, you know, I, I, a basketball uniform for both teams with Wazoo, soccer uniforms, let, all of it. Like, uh, get get Wazoo everywhere, and I hope this is the start of that.
1: Yep. I, I absolutely feel the same way. It's It's so hard to find something that's, like, only yours, and, like, this is only us. And leaning into it has always made sense. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I, I think it's true that uh, that it was, you know, V lane right decided that you know Wazoo was too closely connected to the, the party image of the party, school or yeah, something. Party yeah. image, yeah, that was what yeah. I heard
2: when I was in school.
1: You know, and and it was, you know, I I like I said, I don't know if that's more urban legend or reality at this point. But regardless, that was about the time we we really kind of stopped using it. And, you know, it's, it, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad it's coming back. It totally makes sense. Um, it's, like you said, it's, it's a brand and those things are like hard. Th- those are hard to come by. <laughs> and so, you know, we got one sitting right there and, and I'm glad that, especially a football team, you know, where you're looking for, um, you know, anything to sort of differentiate yourself recruiting wise, social media wise, things like that um, makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I'm, I am fully stoked, completely stoked.
2: And like they said, we are Wazoo. That's cool. That's just a thing right there. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, massive fireworks. I don't know if the Rainiers are having a fireworks night or something. Sorry, I'm <laughs> hearing out my, hearing <laughs> my window. On a Tuesday night. <laughs> on a Tuesday night. I, the classic Tuesday night fireworks. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe someone just did home run or something. Um, But yeah, so uh, Kelsey. Yes. <laughs> um I know you had another thing you wanted to talk about and I'm honestly I forgot what what it was.
0: Oh boy. Uh,
2: uh it was good. It was Oh I know we are oh. such professionals. I totally I, I remember know. now. I remember too.
1: Oh, so are you our, gonna go? Our, <laughs> you know,
2: all, all, all the, so, you know, our 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 basically the most popular person on Die Hard Cougs, like and, and like the our most Beloved recent alum, um, has put his home up for sale. His home is up for sale, and anyone mm-hmm. can buy it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where matter where you live, right?
0: Yeah, because it can come to you.
2: Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Gardner Minshew is selling his prison bus that turned <laughs> RV. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I watched the video montage about it. Was I there when he was there? No. No, I was not. But he was just so fun to watch that. And the guy understands branding and marketing pretty darn well. So it's just fun to watch what stuff he puts out there. And the fact that he's selling this van he's been living in and his whole montage is very like 70s vibes and he's wearing WSU stuff in it is pretty rad.
2: Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's so Gardner Minshew um, to like, it, like where, where does this bag of tricks does he ha- that he has to be more Gardner Minshew? He keeps finding ways to be more Gardner Minshew. Um, I don't know if he has, like you said, very good with the marketing. Uh, I don't know if he has a team working on this, but sometimes it feels like, feels like this cannot be real. This narrative cannot be real. <laughs> Yeah, with the George well, I mean, given the the
1: way, Yeah, but I mean like given the way he marketed himself at Wazoo, he definitely did not have a team then, right? I mean, he was just right. like some dude from yeah. East Carolina who was, you know, like, you know, potentially going to go be a coach at Alabama cuz he couldn't do anything else anymore. And it was, you know, so, and, and yet he, he found a way to, to kind of break on through there. I think like the stories that I read from when he was like, you know, in high school and stuff, like it seems like this, this sort of comes naturally to him. So, yeah, you know, when I, when I saw that he was living in a, living in a a bus outside the gym where he was working out and he was, (laughs) wasn't he like, wasn't he like taking baths like in the lake nearby or something (laughs) like that? Like (laughs) the dude is like, I, he is fully committed to the bit and I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know we're saving for a house and I told my boyfriend about this who's also a Koog and he was like, I think we should buy it. And I was like I'm good I'm good. Like I think it's funny, but I really don't uh know what happened in there and I, I'm good um not doing that.
1: <laughs> what what are you suggesting, Kelsey? What what sorts of activities might go on inside a bus such I think as the that?
0: ladies like Gardner. And I think a bus just allows for more of that everywhere. And I'm just going to leave it there.
2: (laughs) Those thighs. You You can't resist those thighs. You
1: know, I mean, they are nice thighs. Yeah. I mean, they are are very nice thighs.
0: Yes.
2: I'm jealous. (laughs) Where do we
0: even go from here? This is fantastic.
2: Oh, man. Well... I guess where we go is the end.
0: Sorry. <laughs> or the, hey, or the beginning, depending on or
2: where the you're at with everything. Sorry, yeah. Sorry. yeah. Or we'll go to the beginning.
1: We'll go back to the beginning. <laughs> so, the end is the beginning. and The beginning so is what the I, end, Craig. Think what about like that
2: for a while. Kelsey, I just added you on LinkedIn. So we <laughs> should be LinkedIn <laughs> friends soon. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, so... Other than your LinkedIn profile, like do you have do you have anything to to promote? Um, obviously, Kooks first. Let everyone know where to get that, and then uh, anything else you want to promote about yourself.
0: Thank you. Uh, first of all, is any of this? Are you guys on Inst- Are you Instagram people or no?
2: I mean, Craig, I I, I I am. I have a personal Instagram, but I we don't have a podcast Instagram. Okay, because I was are... snooping
0: and I couldn't find it, and I didn't know if it was a me thing or.
2: No, we don't have a podcast Instagram. We have a podcast Twitter because that is that's our brand. Twitter um, is our brand.
0: I I don't even know my Twitter password anymore, so I would have to like resurrect that profile. So shout out Rochelle, thank you for connecting us yeah, on the Twitter. She didn't verse. even
2: she didn't even tag you like I, it was just <laughs> at Kelsey and I was like, who's this person that you didn't even like? It wasn't even there wasn't an at like it was. <laughs> they were yeah I think there was not at, but like just your name um without you know not linked to anything, yeah, so uh, so follow Kelsey on Twitter is what she's saying, um, what about instagram <laughs> yeah you'll you'll see anything some else. nice
0: posts from like twenty twelve that's probably the last time I said anything, so who knows <laughs> what I said to back then um first of all, please listen to the cooks first podcast it's it's been really fun to make in. It's a quick half hour, so they're easy, digestible episodes. The first one's my, my Cougar Story. Then we have Tony kind of explaining the direction of where it's going. Glenn Osterhout, who's one of the board members, talks about the history of it. And Kirk Schultz, President Kirk Schultz, shares some WSU fun facts. Um, we're coming out every two weeks. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the podcast places at the Cougs First podcast. And then for my business... I mean, if you want it, if you want a little business podcast, I don't know what demographic of your audience would resonate with that, but my podcast is called When I Grow Up Pod Everywhere. Same thing. Um, But I'm probably most active on Instagram, which is at Kelsey Marie Knudsen, And my website is also Kelsey Marie Knudsen. So any businessy things. um, I have a women business networking group down in Puyallup area. have the podcast, I'm hosting a business retreat in Mexico next year, so I'm all kinds of business support, whether you're a small team or have a couple people under your belt.
2: You know, I don't suggest the Hacienda Encantada.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have not recorded since then. Oh,
0: boy. (laughs) What a cliffhanger.
2: Beautiful, 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 beautiful place. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, We'll probably get into that another time. I forgot that we haven't recorded since my wedding. (laughs) I know.
1: (laughs) We record our last episode was two weeks before your wedding.
2: So if you want to catch up on my wedding, you can follow me (laughs) at Craig W. Powers on Instagram. I got one of those, you know, saved story things. What do you call them? I don't know. A highlight. A highlight. I have a highlight. Um, 37-year-old explains Instagram. Um, So I have a highlight. If you just want to see things from my wedding, me um, gloating about my wife. I don't know what the other type word was. Showering my wife with love and affection that she neither wants um, nor approves of um, on Instagram. Um, But yeah, so lots of that. Um, If you want to catch up with the wedding, because apparently we haven't talked about it. Um, because we've literally not recorded over a month. Um, so yeah, but if you want to, uh, if you like this uh, and you haven't subscribed and you, um, haven't given us five stars, uh, do those things, um, wherever you are. If you don't want to give us a five star rating, then just don't leave a rating. I don't want, I don't want anything else. Um, but you if you really hate us give us a five star rating and just leave a really mean comment cuz i like reading those too um but yeah so do all that tell a friend about us we like that um and then uh if you want to follow me on twitter my my most favorite social media pro- thing probably because of my age and because i was a journalist but um but uh at the craig powers and then, if you want to follow Jeff, basically, at pod versus everyone. So yeah. that's it. That's all. Um, we, uh, we end every podcast, uh, of course, by saying go kooks.
1: Go kooks, Craig. Black Lives Matter.
2: Go. Black Lives is... Matter.
0: <laughs> go Get back. <Facts>. <laughs>
1: We are way out of practice on this.
0: like the long goodbye